0: Welcome back to the podcast. This is episode, um, 173. This is episode 173. Sorry. I hope y'all are doing well. Right? This is 173? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's safe to say that... Oh, wait, no. This is 172. Fuck. God damn it. Okay, sorry. Sorry. Bad. Bad at my job. Um... Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Uh, I just, real quick, some fucking housekeeping. Um, you can check out, uh, we got a bonus episode this week on the Patreon. Um, I am taking a fucking, what is it called? 16 personalities. We're doing a personality test on the, on the bonus episode, so that'll be fun. Um, and we're going to look through my subreddit. So that's a good time. If you want to go check it out, support the pod. All right, enough, that's it. Also, <coughs> this week we'll be doing, uh, we got advice coming up on this. We haven't done an advice segment in a while, and I've been away from my soundboard for so long, okay, and I, and I don't like it. Okay, now it's good. <laughs> this feels good. This feels good. I'm back. Oh, my gosh. Balls. All right. All right, I got my fix. <laughs> now I can talk, I guess. Oh. <laughs> uh, man, I'm back from tour, man. Back from tour. Made it home. Um, You know. Thank God. Shit's getting crazy out there, man. Shit is getting crazy. Uh, with all this oh, Omicron, right? All this... All this cron, all this chronic omicron, all this oh my god, oh my god, my cron, oh my cron, I'm smoking it. You know, like chronic weed. Um, <clears throat> also the aliens in Futurama. You know, their their the name of their planet is Omicron Persei Eight, so that's kind of weird. I'm wet, uh, I don't even know what that is. is it, how do they decide names for variants? Is there just like a guy who's like this is the Delta one? That's the fucking Alpha one. This is the Omicron one. And this is the and this is the fucking Lieutenant Zerg variant. And you're like, What? This is the guy from Toy Story? And you're like, oh, he's like, fuck, I do not think anybody would remember that. <laughs> um <clears throat> Yeah, that is a weird or like do they like Maybe there's a scientist who can. His like, he studied like talking to viruses, right? So he's like, "What's your name?" And He's like, "Uh, Omicron," and they're like, "Okay, good to know. Thanks. I'll let everybody know. I'll alert the. I'll alert the media. Um, I want to be in charge of that, dude. <clears throat> That's my dream job, naming viruses, man. That's fucking sick." But this one's, this one's freaking, this one's Lenny. <laughs> this is the, sorry, this is the, this is the Lenny variant. This is the, <laughs> this is the Bruce. Yeah, I got the Bruce variant of the fucking, of COVID. Um, but I no, hope you guys are staying safe, you know, because um, it's, it's getting gnarly out there, man. It, it's getting pretty scary. Stuff's like shutting down again. Uh, over up here, you know, um, we had like the highest number of cases ever. I'm not like, I remember when this was happening last winter and I was very stressed. I was very worried and like just sad and, you know, scared. Right. But, um, I'm not, I don't feel too, I still feel like stressed. Right. But I don't feel as worried because now there's like, now we're, we all have like, uh, the, like the vaccine, which is good. Um, cause last winter we didn't, we didn't have that. Um, right. Cause I got vaccinated. I got my first dose in like July, I think that's when they became available. So yeah, I did. We didn't have them. So I feel a, at least a little bit like safer now, you know what I mean? Um, but still it sucks, man. Like they're telling us not to like have Christmas and shit, which is fair. Right. Cause like older people, uh, <laughs> That's what I said, they're like, yeah, don't have Christmas. Cause like older people, you know, and we're all like, yeah, bet for sure. That makes sense. Uh, but tour was really fun. Um, tour was great. A lot of fun. The shows were incredible. So thank you so much. Everybody who came out to the shows. It felt so good to just tour again and, um, you know, be on stage and, uh, I just felt really comfortable. I was really worried that I wasn't going to be able to, you know, I would just forget how to do it, but I mean, I felt very comfortable on stage and it was so much fun. So thank you to everyone who came into the shows. Um, fucking um, man, I'm trying to think of if there's any fun tour stories that we, uh, or that I got really, I got, a, actually I got, a, I got one, but um, gained a little bit of weight. I'll say that gained weight on tour. I think so. that's fun. I weighed myself recently and it's like the hem like the heaviest I've ever been. Fuck yeah, bro. I'm beat, I'm, beat, I'm bulking up. I'm beefing up, man, and it's not muscle. <laughs> okay. Usually when people say I'm bulking up, they're they're talking because they're in the gym so much. No. Not me. I'm bulking up uh just cuz I've been eating like shit, okay? Just fast food all the time. Tour, man, eating healthy on tour, it's possible, but you just don't want to do it. That's the thing. That's the thing. Like, I could have, I could have just like Uber Eats, like, or like fucking DoorDash or something, like Postmates, anything. I don't care. I could have just been like, yeah, I'll get like a salad or something or like a nice bowl. <clears throat> but when you're on tour, man, it's just like you wake up and you're like, fuck, I'm so tired. Let's just go to Dunkin' Donuts and give me a fucking thing that'll make me feel happy for a second. You know what I mean? Um, and then you get to the comedy club, and they're like, "Okay, here's the menu," and you're, and they're like, "Just, just chicken fingers. That's it. Chicken fingers, mozzarella sticks. Every comedy club has the exact same menu." Um. So I think the theater shows is where I ate the most healthy because I like had to because like I had the choice because <laughs> I had to like go like order my own food or eat beforehand, you know. Um. But but man, uh, one I did work out once with Jacob. Uh, we did, we worked out once for like 45 minutes and, um, and that was the first time I worked out in like, like a fucking year and a half and it, uh, my body hurt for the rest of the tour. So that was probably a bad idea, but, um, all good, man. It's a learning experience. (laughs) God. And what's up with old guys just loving treadmills, right? Every hotel gym and hotels, man. Hotels love, no, old guys love hotels and they love treadmills. Every hotel we were at, we walked by the gym and there'd be like, a f- just, it would seem like there's a fucking lineup at the, out the door of old men just waiting to get on the treadmill. It's like, just go outside. It was like a really nice day outside. You could just walk, right? You could just walk, go, you could just go for a walk because they're not running on there. They're walking. Old guys love hotel gym treadmills, and I don't know why. I someone's got to make someone's got to do like a thesis on that, like their their master's degree thesis, like why hotels are only filled with old guys. <laughs> Every time I get into a fucking elevator, there would be like some old, some guy who's like, they're always like 53. And they're and they're like, and then you walk in, you know, <coughs> they're in like a suit, right? Just like there for like a, dude, dude, one of the, sorry, I'm all over the place. One of the hotels we're staying at, I think it was in North Carolina, in Raleigh. There was like um, a conference for I think it was. I think it was called Women in Truck Driving. It was something like that. Women for truck driving, or something like that. Which is great. I'm all for it. But like, how specific of a of of conferences are you getting at hotels? And also, it was weird because we walked by every room. We were like going for a walk in the hotel, just checking it out. And every conference room that was in there for this conference, there was just diet Mountain Dews everywhere. What the fuck? Why is that's the that's the drink of women truckers? Diet Mountain Dew? I didn't know. They're like, yeah, oh, you got the fucking uh, women in trucker, women in tr- uh, transport. I think it was called Women in Transport Convention. Yeah, you got bears. You better stock up on Diamond Mountain Dew. Those ladies run through that shit. <laughs> That's really funny. Um, but yeah, man, gaining weight. My dandruff is acting up because it's a fucking winter time and it's dry as shit out there. Oh God. Yeah, man. It's pretty cool. I'm uh, I'm living my best life. Um. Like straight up, man. If any of you guys want like a snow day, call me up. I'll I'll, I'll travel to your for a small fee. I Maybe mean, you'd pay for my flight or something. Um, I could uh, travel to your county, uh, your town, your city, and I'll just shake my head a bit. And there's a blizzard. There's a blizzard for you. Shut the schools down. Be like oh, just, oh, they'd be like. <coughs> Emergency weather report. Uh, Curtis just showed up and shook his head a little. Um, So we need to get the fucking snow plows out because there's so many white flakes falling off his head. Shovel your driveways, man. Kurt's in town, okay? Can make a snowman on my fucking dome, all right? Kid's knocking at my door, being like, hey, can we make a snowman on your head? I'm like... Guys, I'm trying to record a podcast, and they're like, "Wait, well, you get so much fucking snow out there, buddy? Can we snowball fight?" You know, so that's pretty fun. Also, dude, with fucking dandruff, let me. All right, let me talk my shit. Let me talk my shit about dandruff. Okay, with dandruff treatments, I've tried them, dude. Every time I talk about dandruff, without fail, someone's like, "You should try Head and Shoulders." Hey, <clears throat> you know. You think I haven't tried that? Oh, you should try the most commonly requested thing for dandruff. I know. I lis- Listen, I appreciate you, right? But I know, okay? I've tried it. <coughs> and it does, and, and honestly, I think it makes it worse, okay? I've tried the T-gel shit. I've tried the clinical strength shit. I've tried it all. And have you, Kurt, listen. You're going to say, well, have you tried the apple cider, dilute it in the water, and then you, you spray it? Yes, I have. But the thing is, I try it for a week, and it doesn't work, and then I get annoyed, so I stop. And then everyone's like, oh, it takes like a month. Why? Why? Why would it take a month? Why should it? I want it to work once. I want to do it once, incorrectly, and then I want it to still work. Okay. <laughs> Hey, you want me to wait a month for results? Fuck you. Okay? That's bullshit, okay? It's 2021, man. I'm waiting a month? Why wait? Why would I wait a month when I could just watch a movie? <laughs> you know what I mean? Fucking tour. What other? what else happened on tour, dude? Oh, okay. This is actually crazy. Oh ah, ah. Sorry. There was a a bug flying around me. I got some plants in my room and they attract little flies. Um I don't stink. Uh what was I saying? Right. Okay, so we went to one one night in Boston when we were playing the Wilbur. This was a er, this was after the No before the night the day before the Wilbur show. Um, I think. I don't know. We went to this like no, it was the day we got there. We went to this um like arcade bar, barcade, I guess. Um they had like they had like typical arcade games, you know, they had the fucking shuffleboard, they had the freaking skee ball, they had fucking asteroids, pinball, all that shit. But they also had like console games. So you could sit at the bar. People were playing Super Smash Bros. on the TV. Fucking sick, okay? And I thought I was pretty good. Like, I'm aware of, like, professional-level Super Smash Bros. players. Like, they're fucked. Um, but I think, like, in my, you know, when I'm playing, like, my friends and stuff, I can hold my own. I'm pretty good, right? But, dude, I played this guy who was just sitting alone at the bar playing Super Smash Bros. by himself, by the way. Huge red flag. Not like red flag for him, but red flag isn't like just how good he is, right? Because he's like, I don't even need anyone. I'll just fucking practice at this bar. I just want other people to know how fucking good I am. You know? That's fucking scary. You know? It's like going to a gym. Like you could work out at home, right? You're going to a gym just to fucking show off? Like how much you're like a deadlifter, dude? Like that's crazy, man. You're showing off. You want to be intimidating and it works. Okay. Or if you're going to a gym, you know, you could just walk outside, but no, you're going to on a treadmill. You're an old guy walking on the treadmill to impress me. Okay? (laughs) And it's working. Um. So I was watching him. I was like, man, I want to play. And Dean was like, just go ask him. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not you. I can't just go up to people and say things, right? I have I'm terrified of that. And he was like, fuck it, just say. What's the worst thing that can happen? You can say no, and then you fucking come, keep hanging out with your 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 friends. I'm like, okay, true. So I was like, I walked up to the guy who was playing by himself. I was like, can I, can I play? And he was like, for sure. And then, dude, he wiped the fucking floor with me, dude. He made a fucking fool out of me at this bar in Boston, okay? he kicked my ass. <clears throat> the first game. Because I was like, fuck, this guy's like really good, right? So I dialed in. I actually, ki- <clears throat> I actually killed him twice in the second game, but he killed me like five times, so he won. But it was hype, man. That was a humbling experience, so <clears> though. <throat> because I went my whole life thinking I was pretty good at Super Smash Bros., but, man, wrong. <clears throat> okay? <laughs> but that was fun. One tour story I do have to tell. Before we get into the main event of this podcast, the main story I want to cover. Yeah, well, now that I've been talking for fucking 15 minutes, I'll just do one more little thing. But <clears throat> um, We did a show in Levittown, Levittown, New York, which is Long Island, New York. Um, crowds were great, but the second show, and if any of you were at this show, you remember, please comment, okay? But dude, this was the fucking craziest show I've ever done in my life. Like, crowd was just like, dude, Long Island crowds are fucking insane. Like, apparently we're in a part of Long Island that was very, um, conservative. So, the second night, there's a lot of just rowdy people in the crowd. People just wouldn't shut up. But it's all good. You know, they're excited. I can deal with it. Right? Um. But there was one t- table at the back, um, and Jake, you know, our, Jake Doolittle, our photographer, um, he was there, like, taking photos during Jacob and Dean's set, and uh, he came back before I went on, he was like, dude, there's, like, a table back there who's, like, um, they're, like, they're gonna be a problem. Like, they, they kept saying, like, when Jacob and Dean were on, they're like, oh, this is the this is the few, This is the next generation of comedy. It was an old man and, and his wife. So, old man, old woman. And apparently they were talking shit the whole time, being like, oh, this is the next generation of comedy, right? This is where comedy's going. Um. And I don't even know how they show, like, got tickets. They must have just been like, shut up that night. They were like, fuck it, let's go see comedy. And they were expecting some Jim Brewer-type dude. Um. But it was us. It was fucking Jacob. uh, Guy with overalls. I have fucking, you know, painted nails and dangly earrings and stuff. And Dean talking about his, you know. It's just like not what you expect, right? (laughs) If you're an old fucking couple. So uh, the whole time they were talking shit. Um, And then I go on stage. And I have a bit about uh, anti-maskers and stuff. And they were the whole time they were causing a fuss about you know wearing a mask. They wouldn't wear them because that was like our policy on tour. Like we, if you're in the audience, you have to wear masks and stuff. Like we just wanted to keep everyone safe, right? Um, And they just didn't want to do it. Um. So I start. I hear like really loud voices at the back of the room from this table when I go on stage. So I'm ready to like fucking like yell at them, but I'll give them like one more shot, and then. I keep doing my bit. I keep talking. And in the lobby, I hear like fucking just yelling out there. There's like people uh, screaming in the lobby. So I have to like stop my bit because it's like overwhelming. It's so loud. Um, so I like stop talking. I like sit down on the stool up there and I'm like, can we like figure out what's happening or like what's going on? And they're like, I hear this guy fucking screaming and shit. Um, and then it stops. So I'm like, okay. Whatever, um, and then I find out after the show that these people were freaking the fuck out because uh, of us. We were talking, you know, we were very, um, I guess, too liberal for not. Li- I guess just like too, I don't know, just not <laughs> not fucking a thousand years old. So they were pretty pissed off. Um, so apparently the guy gets up. He's like he leaves. Um He's like making a fuss, and they tell him, "Just like you know, just get out, just leave." And then, um, and the guy starts yelling and shit. He's like, "This watch, <laughs> this watch costs a fucking fifty grand, dude. And this watch, co- I could buy all this shit. My car, my car's two hundred grand. Fuck you!" And he's just like yelling and shit, losing his mind. Um, make like making fun of us, like like you know, just making a fuss, and then uh. They leave, and then on that table, there's, like, a phone that keeps going off. So I think pretty sure they left their phone there. Um, And, I mean, I don't know what happened to the phone, but it stopped ringing, and I highly doubt they, like, held it for them, brought it back, right? So that was crazy, man. Levittown, y'all were weird, but that was fun. That was definitely a memorable show. It's so crazy to go <clears throat> to a comedy show and then be annoying and then when they ask you to leave be like, "Oh, I'm a multi-millionaire." It's like, "Why are you here then? What are you doing?" Right? Why is this a big deal for you? And then I don't know, go to go be rich somewhere else, you know what I mean? This episode of Very Really Good is sponsored by Current. Listen, guys, I know a lot of you listen to this podcast when you're out in the town running errands. Maybe you listen to this when you're doing homework or maybe some of you listen to this when you're doing your like work, you know, you're at your job. You guys are busy is what I'm saying. I respect the hustle, dude. But, you know, sometimes our busy days can include trips to the bank and oh, it's always a nightmare. OK, you go there, you wait in line for like a half hour and then you get to the bank teller and then you spend another half hour doing something that should take like 30 seconds to do. It's ridiculous. That's why I'm so grateful for Current. Folks, Current is the future of banking. Simple as that. They don't hide information like traditional financial institutions. Current keeps it simple, authentic, and direct. No hidden fees, no hidden anything to be exact. And everything can be done right on the Current app. Okay. No more walking into some silly old bank. And also signing up takes less than two minutes. So what are you waiting for? Okay. Click the link in the description and sign up for Current using code VRG to enjoy the future of banking. Okay, thank you so much to Current for sponsoring this week's episode of Very Really Good. Again, click the description, sign up for Current. It takes less than two minutes. Just use code VRG. You'll be helping yourself out, helping the podcast. Everybody wins here, dude. So thank you so much. Back to the episode. But yeah, tour was fun. Tour was great. Happy to be home though. Uh, sorry, I'm going to see if I can fix this sunlight that's coming in my room. Okay, that's a little better, I think. I don't, I don't know. Um Okay, guys, we got to... We, we're going to transition into some uh, some news, some topical news, man. Some important news, okay? We are going to talk about Crazy Frog, okay? We got to talk about this Crazy Frog shit. Uh, I got to bleep, okay? Gotta s- why does Crazy Frog have a dick, first of all? This isn't about his fucking cock, but why, does, why give Crazy Frog a penis? That's actually the weirdest thing that anyone's ever done. We don't talk about that enough. There was, like, a meeting. There was, like, a... Probably not. But, like, there was, like, a, a conscious decision to give this little frog a fucking flaccid penis. I mean, it's better than a hard penis. But, like, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> so, the title of this, there's a, there's a bunch of crazy frog drama going on, and this thing goes all the way to the top. So, I want to I wanna go through it with you guys and um, get to the bottom of it, okay? Because crazy frog needs our help. So... title of this article is, Crazy Frog Returns to Sell NFTs, Receives Death Threats. Crazy Frog, remember him? The ringtone-era celebrity whose Axel F was an early viral hit has returned. And as all Crazy Frogs do nowadays, he's gotten involved with cryptocurrency. A few days ago, the team behind Crazy Frog kicked off the animated character's grand comeback with a new single, a remix of Run DMC's It's Tricky, and an NFT collection. Uh, The NFT collection to knock over? Oh, my God. The NFT collection did not go over well with those out there on the internet who thought that Crazy Frog's return is only to sell some crypto cash and Crazy Frog received some death threats. I think the people on the internet throw around the term uh, death threats a little too willy-nilly. It's like I received a death threat. I don't I don't think you really did, right? <laughs> I mean, I I don't get me wrong, that does happen and it's bad. But like. The frog that you can't, he's not real. The crazy frog doesn't exist. No one's going to fucking kill crazy frog. That would be crazy, though, if they had, like, put out a statement and be like, yo, someone fucking did it. They <laughs> they weren't fucking around, dude. They fucking killed, we don't know how he did, we don't know how they did it. Because he's a, he's a CG character, he's not real, but he fucking killed him. Every time we go to animate him, he's, like, covered in blood and his eyes are closed and his tongue is hanging out. He just won't perform anymore. Um, so he releases an NFT, right? On this website called MetaBeats. Okay. This is the website that is, um, this is like the platform that there's, they're uh, launching soon. The home, let's go through this MetaBeats thing the home of music NFTs. So. Um <clears throat> MetaBeats is a music-based metaverse where artists and fans can interact through our, our official NFTs. MetaBeats NFTs are the key to unlocking access to artists' homes, studios, and concerts. Open yourself to a new universe of music. Subscribe and never miss a drop. So on this little graphic here, there's like a phone uh, showing you what this thing could look like. They got Crazy Frog and some different outfits. <laughs> um... We've created a unique and connected platform. And I did a little bit of research on NFTs just so I can explain this a little bit to people. Um, So let's see. We've created a unique and connected platform. Number one, licensed NFTs. Our NFT drops are licensed by artists so fans can purchase, engage, and interact with confidence. The MetaBeats dedicated marketplace allows for only licensed NFTs to be traded, making investing in NFTs more secure for the community. Uh, Each artist will have their own metaverse home. In MetaBeats, where new tracks or concerts can be performed, allowing for a new form of interaction through the use of our NFTs. So, um, okay, so I guess their idea is an an artist puts out an NFT on MetaBeats, whether it's a a photo or anything like that, or a p- I, it's not, it doesn't fucking matter what it is because an NFT, it's not, it's not like you're, it's not a piece of artwork that you're buying when you buy an NFT, which I literally just learned like this morning. An NFT, you're buying like basically a hyperlink that goes to that piece of data which is whatever the nft is right so they host it on this i guess it'd be on the blockchain or whatever but they host it there but they're saying you get all these benefits where i guess you could trade them (laughs) with other people who would want them and then you also get access to their metaverse home So you get to, so in the metaverse, you can go to Crazy Frog's house, see his little fucking frog dick in person, right? Give a, you know, give a little, you know, (laughs) you can see it in in VR. You can see frog, you can see frog dick in VR. Come on. Buy it. (laughs) NFT stands for fucking nasty frog tip. Okay? You can see that NFT, bro. You can see that nasty little frog tip. It's <laughs> disgusting. Um but this is just bullshit. Like who fucking cares about a crazy frog? This thing from the early fucking two thousands that was kinda and his cock is on the website too, man. I gotta blur this shit out. Okay, the official return of Crazy Frog is commemorated with a unique NFT collection only available on MetaBeats. These NFTs can later be used to unlock the door of the Crazy Frog MetaBeats home. Don't miss out on being part of Crazy Frog history. Okay. So this thing is not even fucking exist yet. They're just saying like it might in the future if shit goes well, if they can actually be profitable and continue to make money, which I don't think they fucking will because who is going to buy a Crazy Frog NFT? Okay, that's stupid. Digital reality platform that combines. Okay, so they can do gaming on there. You can do a, a fucking metaverse concert, MetaBeats home studio. Okay, and now, <clears throat> sorry, we need to know all the stories so we can get into this crazy drama that's happening. But <clears throat> so the roadmap, this is weird. Roadmap for MetaBeats, the crazy frog thing. So Q1, the return of the crazy frog. So they do the NFT drop, right? And then they do a token launch (laughs) for the MetaBeats coin. Okay, the token will enable staking for whitelisting and utility within our Metaverse. So there's like a, they're making their own currency within the MetaBeats verse, okay? Q2, they're doing a gummy bear NFT collection. You know? You know that song? Oh, I'm a gummy bear. Oh, my, gummy bear, you know? So they're doing the fucking, what a weird niche to fucking really corner the market on. Early 2000s CG animal songs, (laughs) but NFTs, what the fuck? That is so weird. Are you going to do the fucking uh, Talking Tom one or, or whatever? No, what was that one? Dude, what was that one? There is There's more. That fucking little... Uh... Dude, it was like a sad song. Early 2000s animated animal song. I'm searching. Nothing's coming up. There was a bunch of them, though, that were running around. It was like a it was like a cat or something and it was like a sad song. But what's weird is when you go to the Gummy Bear song and you go to the fucking description, Gummy Bear This Gummy Bear guy has like a whole channel, a whole YouTube channel with 7 million subscribers, okay? So some fucking manager, some dude was like, "Oh, this Gummy Bear guy has a lot of potential. So we're going to fucking We're going to make a whole thing out of it. We're going to make an animated series about the gummy bear and it's going to get 1.4 million views and we're going to advertise it to kids. We're going to a bunch of money. So all it is... Like, that's so fucking weird, man. Like early 2000s viral NFT shit. You're going to do an end of Z world fucking NFT or some shit. Okay, then in Q2, they introduced the metaverse, and then another NFT drop, and then an upgrade, and then more, and then upgrade, and from that forever, I guess. Um, so people were upset, okay? People were very upset because they're like, this is stupid. Why are you doing this? You're Crazy Frog. This isn't the Crazy Frog I know and love, right? So they tweeted, Crazy Frog, the true Crazy Frog, the verified account. They tweet, hello, everyone. We'd like to start this message by acknowledging that while we appreciate all the valid criticism towards NFTs, you know, uh, it's a waste of money and energy, it's bad for the environment, it's not actually anything, you're just a scam, it's basically a glorified glorified rug pull, it's basically, um, you know, it's essentially like a pump and dump with like weird artwork, it's not really, you know, it's just promising, um, you know like what they said in this video, you're, you're just selling a treasure map, not the treasure, right? And it might not even go anywhere. Um, <clears throat> While we appreciate all the valid criticism towards NFTs, sending us death threats and other nasty things to our email isn't cool or productive. <laughs> Neither are NFTs, bro. That's not cool or productive, okay? They're fucking lame. Fuck NFTs, man. Okay, the next one. Also, you've noticed confusion about our positions. Some even assuming we are the crazy frog creators. We, the social media guys, don't have any control over NFTs or other decisions. We're just fans of crazy frog like you all. Okay, so a little peek behind the curtain, okay? Nobody is forcing us to like each other's ideas and the producer isn't pressuring the creators. The creator is the producer. He's in charge and we just follow. Please stop spreading this myth as it's blatantly untrue. Everyone has a say in the brand matters. However, the higher-ups have still decided... Dude, the (laughs) higher-ups. The higher-ups at fucking Crazy Frog. Are you kidding me? How many people work for Crazy Frog? Not all of us agree, and we may sometimes express disapproval promoting it. We are allowed to do so, and we have been only speaking from our own personal judgment. At the point of making these frequently shared comments, we had comparatively much less information regarding... Crazy Frog's future ventures. Currently, after additional clarification, we have better comprehension of them and the motivations behind them. If you don't like crypto, don't buy the drops. If you'll do, that's awesome. They're using delegated proof of stake validation, which has been proven to be more environmentally friendly than other means. Uh, Each of us have different opinions as individuals. We are not being forced. We love this opportunity. Okay. This is sort of putting a rift. This is putting a fucking... It's sort of messing everything up, you know? So someone tweeted right then they kind of say it that they you know not everyone is stoked about it but there's a tweet you know there's a screenshot someone tweeted at Crazy Frog and they're like if if they're making you support NFTs against your will like this reply and they liked it okay So this is this is not <laughs> this is not how they don't want this to happen okay they're holding Crazy Frog hostage they're using his tiny dick <laughs> for cash, okay? They're using his body for cash. Okay, this person do enjoy her. If it was diet do, they'd be a fucking female trucker. You know what I mean? Um, okay, what's depressing about this whole situation is that the crazy frog people don't even want to do NFTs, but the producer does. This is their genuine attempt to try and make the NFT stuff fail. And let's get to these screenshots, man. This is in the official Meta Beats NFTs Discord, okay? And this is one of the creators. It is sad to see people on social media be like, please stop when we cannot. So we kind of try to keep their hopes up, just like we cannot. Uh, the only way to stop the NFCs is to let them fail. We do, we do not want to stay silent now, since Crazy Frog NFTs are already public and have been since the new video came out, and we didn't even acknowledge that. And we cannot be like, sorry, because the producer doesn't want us to apologize. Dude. so they're like everyone there's only the producer who wants to do this nft shit and everyone else on the crazy frog they just they just care about the art bro they just care about the art of crazy frog they just want to make crazy frog music okay So someone resp- responds and says, there will still be NFTs either way. They will be unsuccessful. And they say, but the producer has wave plans. There will not be the. Uh, okay, never mind. When we tried to apologize, he was like, you cannot. Holy shit. We do not want to talk about NFTs, but giving people hope is also not an option. Since after the last fake NFT situation, people are already doubting what we do. Posting about NFTs is not of any help, but not posting about it will also make people talk like we were trying to put it under the rug. Man. None of the outcomes are good. We either fight the producer, fight the fans, or become silent on the matter while people hear about the NFTs from other sources, like right here. I'm, this might not be interesting to anybody, but it's very fascinating to me because like this, the NFT shit is so new and it's so nothing. It's so nothing at all right? Because you're, again, you're not buying what I, when I first heard of it, I was like, oh, it's virtual artwork that you own, right? And you can sell for, right? But it's not that. You don't fucking own it. You don't own the artwork, right? You own a way to look at it. You don't even own the, it's like some you can own the copyright, but a lot of them you don't, okay? So the fact that it's like, you know, Obviously, Crazy Frog isn't, like, a beloved pop culture, fi- like, fixed uh, figure, right? But, like, people know of them, So it's weird that, like, for a team who, like, actually cares about <laughs> Crazy Frog and is trying to, like, you know, just make fun art and, like, you know, trying to have fun with Crazy Frog. This, so, so, like, big producer guys, like, no, we're going to fucking... We're gonna scam people. We're gonna like get. We're gonna get get a bunch of money out of them because like a lot of people are making a lot of money on NFTs right now, bro. Right. This thing is gonna fail so hard, so hard. And then it tarnished the Crazy Frog name. So you know what? We gotta save. We gotta work together, okay? Crazy Frog needs our help, okay. So everybody tweet out hashtag. I support, or no, hashtag free crazy frog, okay? You know what? I'm just going to buy all of the crazy frog NFTs because no one else is going to buy them. I'll buy all of them, okay? And then I won't have anything. To, I can't like delete them because you can't, if it's on like the blockchain or whatever, you can't delete it. It's there forever. But I'll do something. <laughs> I'll have them, and I will set Crazy Frog free. Okay, so everybody tweet uh, "Free Crazy Frog" because we gotta help him out, man. We gotta help out that fucking soft dick frog. Let's get that frog's wiener hard. You know what I mean? All right, let's do some advice really quick because I haven't done an advice segment in a while. So let's do it. Um, uh, we do some advice, um, damn! I need a jingle for my advice segment. I need a jingle for my advice segment. I need a jingle for my advice segment. Uh, moral of that story, though, don't fucking buy NFTs, bro. They're so stupid. They're so dumb. Get Pokemon cards instead. They're real, p- tangible pieces of art that hold value, okay? <laughs> um. <coughs> okay. Hi, Curtis. I'm a huge fan of your podcast and videos. I think you're a really awesome person, and I hope you can give me a bit of advice. Please try not to judge me for this because I'm judging myself enough for the both of us. Me and my significant other are both 17. Recently, they got really high for the first time with one of our mutual friends. We live in Canada, so pot is legal for people over 19, and I know that weed isn't bad or harmful, but the thought of them high makes me really uncomfortable. I don't even know why. I just have this really negative feeling. I don't know what to do. They have plans to do it again, and I know that I'm going to go through all these feelings again every time they do it. Rationally, I know that I'm being unreasonable and I should let them have fun, but I'm just really struggling with the idea. I don't want to lose them, and I don't want them to get hurt. I'm just scared, both for them and for my own reaction. Thanks for any light. You can shout on this, and please be nice to me. This is a lot. Uh, okay. Well, thank you for sending this in. I picked this one because this hits very close to home. Okay. My first girlfriend I had when I was fourteen. Um, one time, uh, she smoked weed with one of her friends and got high, and she told me about it, and I like, I got so upset. Like, I didn't, like, fucking yell at her, but I was, like, hurt for some reason. I don't know why. It was so weird. Because, like, I I think at that time, I didn't fully... Also, this was, like, fucking 13 years ago, so it was, it was different, you know, about the feelings towards weed. At that time, I still thought it was, like, a fucking, like, drug. Like, I thought, like, you could die from that shit. So I was, like, freaking out. I was like, how could you? Like, you, you betrayed me. You're doing drugs, Right? It was like such a scary thing. And then like fast forward two years when I was 16, I was fucking smoking weed all the time. So I was like, it's funny to think about that. But at that time, man, when you're young, it's, it must be weird now. Cause like when you're a, now that it's legal, when you're in high school, it's like, it's probably not that scary at all. Like it's the stigma towards it is so different now than when I was in high school. Um, But I do know how you feel, right? I get that. I get that feeling. I resonate with it. Just being like, oh, you're. Maybe it's more so like. um, They didn't want to do it with you, right? Maybe that's why you're hurt, right? Because you're like, oh, you you can smoke weed with them. But you didn't want to do that with me, right? It's like like cheating. It's like weed cheating, right? (laughs) I. I can't believe you weed cheated on me <laughs> i can't believe you weed cheat like this okay um i think you just gotta talk to him man. i feel like that's one you know that's where all my advice is you just gotta let them know how you feel right um and i uh, and hopefully that they hopefully they understand uh-huh. um but it's not like you don't want to be a person to be like look look okay it's either weed or me Okay, you got to chiz, right? I don't know, man. That's a tough thing. I think you just got to talk to him and be like, listen, man. I don't... For some reason, it's making me uncomfortable. Or you just got to figure out why it makes you uncomfortable, bro. Right? Because there, there has to be a reason and you have to really think on that and think about why. And once you figure that out, You know, because for me, I just didn't like my girlfriend. (laughs) We just didn't get along, Uh, so I think I was probably looking for a reason to like break up with her. Um, so so I don't, I don't know. It might not be the case for you, but (coughs) um, okay. Next one, hey Curtis. First off, I just want to say thanks for doing uh, what you do. You've really helped me keep going, and your videos always make my day. So thank you. Uh, So my high school is having a choir concert really soon, and I'm already going to be performing with show choir in addition to a solo. Uh, Basically how the solos work is that for every choir concert between the main performances, like show and concert choir, there's solos, and we have the opportunity to audition for a solo performance. And I've been wanting to do a solo of some sort for a while now, but I've been too scared. For this choir concert, I intended to do a duet with someone, so it wasn't as scary, but my partner canceled on me twice and ended up having to do an audition on my own. And I actually ended up getting in, surprisingly, but I'm really scared to perform in front of a lot of people, Because when I get really anxious, my voice gets all shaky and I kind of shut down. I have anxiety, so it's hard to calm down, too. But I was just wondering if you had any advice to be more comfortable and confident on stage or just insight on this in general. Thank you. Um, Okay. I get this one a lot. You know, stage fright and stuff. Because um, I'm, you know, I perform and stuff. But uh, I want to let you know, that never goes away that like nervous feeling you get and like a pity your stomach that never goes away. It is always there. Um, and I feel like if, if I ever, if I ever do a show and that feeling never sets in, I'm going to have a bad show, I think. Right. I'm like, I need to figure something out. If it, if up ever becomes not scary for me, like, I don't think it'll be fun. I don't think I want to do it anymore. Right. Every time, like, no matter without fail, like, as soon as like Jacob goes on stage, right? That's when I start, like, I get the feeling, like, okay, the show's starting, fuck, right? Because beforehand, I'll be farting around, I'll be playing Pokemon or something, I'll be watching videos, I'll be shooting the shit, right? And then, like, the show starts, I'm like, okay, right, I have to do stand up, fuck. You know, and then you think about all the things that can go wrong, you think about forgetting your set, you can think about, you know, it's just like, I think practice obviously is goes a long way just getting more shows and performances under your belt really helps right cuz you can look back on those and like okay I've done it before right I know my shit I can do it um also just in terms of performing I think it's you kind of have to not think about the audience which is really, like, kind of rude to say out loud, but you kind of have to not, like, you don't, don't fuck, like, don't think about them, right? They're there, but you, I'm trying to explain, because, like, performing is so weird and just not, like, a, it's not, it's not, like, a normal thing. (laughs) So trying to like explain it normally, it's not going to happen, but you just kind of have to, um, trust that people are there because they want to be there. Right. And you just have to, um, you just try to be, you try to be the best just for yourself. Okay. Okay. And that might sound like selfish, but you're already performing. So there's already a little bit of narcissism there, right? (laughs) Um, a little bit, but you just have to worry about putting on the best show for you, right? Because if you're proud of yourself, if you're proud of the stuff that you're, that you've done, then everyone else is as well, right? Because they're going to see it and they're going to feel that and like resonate with it, um, Because like, honestly, man, I love when people have a good time at my show and they have fun and they laugh. But like at the end of the day, that's fucking even better for me. Oh my God. If people are having fun and laughing, I'm very happy for them. But after, dude, after I'm on fucking cloud nine, bro. Cause I'm like, hey, dude, they like, they like me. <laughs> they really like me. Right. <clears throat> so it's give and take, man. Right. So I think just go up there, don't even care about the audience, okay? You do, you perform well for you because you deserve it, right? And you want to be proud of yourself because you should feel proud of yourself. All right? So it's all for you, right? That helps, I think. How's that for advice, bro? Um. Okay. I got one more, but we can save that for next week. Uh, guys, thanks so much um, for listening. My battery's about to die, soon, so I'll wrap this up. Um, thank you so much for listening. I uh, hope this was fun. Chit-chat about Crazy Frog and NFTs and stuff and some other stuff, some advice. It was a good episode. I felt good about that one. So thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, check out the Patreon, patreon.com. very, really good if you want the bonus episode. You know, um, Yeah, other than that, thank you so much. Take care. Uh, be safe, please. And uh, I will see you uh, next week. Peace out, guys. Thank you.